to the book of 1 Kings chapter 17. And we're going to read an entire chapter. It's easy reading. It's an event. You could call it a story as long as you know it's a true story. And it tells smoothly. As we read along, let us be mindful of the Lord. A prophet named Elijah, a widow woman and her son, and a drought that's taking place. And Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Get thee hence, and turn thee eastward, and hide thyself from the brook Cherith, that is before Jordan. And it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there." So he went and did according to the word of the Lord, for he went and dwelt by the brook Cherith that is before Jordan, and the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning, and bread and flesh in the evening, and he drank of the brook, and it came to pass after a while that the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering of sticks, and he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thine hand. And she said, As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but an handful of meal in a barrel." and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks that I may go in and dress it for me and my son that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said unto her, Fear not, go and do as thou hast said, but make me thereof a little cake first and bring it unto me and after make of thee for thy son. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, The barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruse of oil fail, until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah, and she and he and her house did eat. Many days. And the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the cruise of oil fail, according to the word of the Lord, which he spake by Elijah. And it came to pass after these things that the son of the woman, the mistress of the house, fell sick, and his sickness was so sore that there was no breath left in him. 
And she said unto Elijah, What have I to do with thee, O thou man of God? Are thou art come unto me to call my sin to remembrance and to slay my son? And he said unto her, Give me thy son. And he took him out of her bosom and carried him up into a loft where he abode and laid him upon his own bed. And he cried unto the Lord and said, O Lord my God, thou hast also brought evil upon the widow with whom I sojourned by slaying her son. And he stretched himself upon the child three times and cried unto the Lord and said, O Lord my God, I pray thee, let this child's soul come into him again. And the Lord heard the voice of Elijah and the soul of the child came in unto him again And he revived, and Elijah took the child and brought him down out of the chamber into the house and delivered him unto his mother. And Elijah said, See, thy son liveth. And the woman said to Elijah, Now by this I know that thou art a man of God, and that the word of the Lord in thy mouth is true." Lacking by faith. That's what we're going to talk about this morning. I'm not talking about a lack of faith. I'm talking about lacking by faith. You know, there are some 7 billion people in the world, I guess, and it's been said that that number is double concerning those who have ever walked on the face of this earth. And I have never known of anyone to be concerned with a lack of air to breathe ever. That the the abundance is just there and going to be there. I have never heard any concern about all the fish that there are in the waters of this earth. That there is going to not be enough water to keep these fish. Or that the animals could not find enough foliage, enough vegetation out in the woods to be able to keep fed. It has happened over and over and over. And there has been an endless supply out of the goodness of God to keep all of these things continuing. There is a pattern that takes place throughout this entire world. There is a Lord with an endless supply to take care of all of the necessities of life. And then there's you and I. And we all have something in common. There are times in our life when we lack. We do without sometimes. We are without what we need. It may be in the area of material things. Now, we may think too much about that sometimes, but there's a true legitimate case of a necessity in that way that we might do without. We are lacking emotionally sometimes. There are needs we have that are not fulfilled emotionally in the physical realm, in the physical sense concerning our body and our health. There are saints of God who go without that. And we have, most importantly, 
a spiritual lacking at times in every one of our lives. So there's always ongoing circumstances in one way or another that we find ourselves in and we, God's people, are doing without. There's something else we have in common. We have a common response to these things that we do without sometimes. We worry. You know... I can't tell you everything. I don't know it all. But let me tell you this. The evidence of caring does not show itself in worry. That's, we seem to embrace worry in a way sometimes as it's something good to do that shows a, a great responsible concern or a care, but we find the Bible to say other things about that worry, and, and we'll talk about that maybe in a little bit. But a common response to worry is worry in the situations that continually arise throughout our lives. That is not an acceptable reaction from the Lord. His Word says to never worry. Be careful for nothing, Paul wrote to the church at Philippi. Jesus said, take no thought for your life. What you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, how you're going to be clothed, all of these necessities, take no thought for your life. In other terms, don't worry yourself to death. Don't worry yourself to death over the things of life, about your needs. You know, in one sense, God has set us up to meet some of our needs. Now, He's the one who does it, but He's given us life. He's given us breath. He's given us our health. He's given us a mind. He's given us an ability to go out and to work and to take that money and go to the grocery store and buy the food and to take that food home and put it in the skillet and cook it. That we might have our needs provided. He's given us to, he's doing the providing, but he's given us the ongoing daily ability that that can be done. But there are things in our lives, there are always those times that are going to come about that we are going to have to face, that we do not have the ability to do anything about it. And we know that worry is not the answer. What is the answer in those times that we can't do anything about what we've got going on? Well, the song says, have faith in God. He's on His throne. Have faith in God. He watches over His own. He cannot fail he must prevail, have faith in God, have faith in God. And that's scripture. Jesus told his disciples, have faith in God. We're not going to go into a deep character description here. We're not going to go into a long summary of what's taking place in this chapter this morning. But we're going to get to a point 
of you and I dealing with the reality that we are going to have need in this life. Many circumstances are going to cause it, but we are going to have need. There is always going to be need. There is always going to be a time, most likely, that you and I are lacking in some way. It's going to present itself in an area of our lives that we're lacking. But we have a God that we can have faith in who can always supply His children in their time of lack. May we know this this morning. May our response to these situations for the rest of our lives, not be worry which is vain, which is sin, which doesn't produce anything good, but let it be faith in God in all of us. We are all susceptible to questioning our predicaments, of floating a question up to God. And it's not wrong to ask God some questions, but it's this floating doubt, we seem to catch it out of the air with our minds and hang on to a doubting thought and wondering if God is ever going to intervene in our situation. We find out a lot about a lot of this in this chapter of 1 Kings here. There are many avenues to lacking. We see this in the first 18 verses. And in, in about the first seven, we're going to see that we're going to lack when we're obedient. For a brief summary again, just to touch real quick, if we don't have our minds around it yet, there's a drought going on in the land, and God sends His prophet Elijah and uh, Elijah goes and God says, I'm going to give you drink by that brook. And, and you're going to get fed by those birds, those nasty old ravens. I'm going to feed you by them. Then it's going to run out and I'm going to send you to a widow woman who hardly has a thing at all. And you are going to be fed by her. And then she is going to face something drastic in her life at the end, and God is going to fulfill where there's lack. But as we look at Elijah, and as we see that God is sending him to this brook for drink, and God is sending him to the birds to eat, Look, Elijah was sent into the drought, if you will. And he followed in obedience to the Lord. Elijah wasn't out of the will of God. He was obedient to God. And from his obedience came a place of lacking. He drank from the brook, and then that brook dried up. And here Elijah is, and he's lacking as he is obeying God's word. He is living God in God's will, and now he is doing without. 
Look, we may be searching the scriptures. We may be seeking God's face. We may be loving our spouse. We might be leading our family. We may be supporting the church in every way. But that does not mean that you and I can't be lacking or be without because God is doing things deeper than we could ever realize in many cases. So don't let these situations shock you. I cannot let these situations baffle me whenever we find ourselves in the will of God, yet these things are going on in our lives and we are at lack. It happens to every single one of us. I heard about a man who was saved years ago. And he walked to the front of the church just like we do today and and people formed a line and the men came around and shook his hand and the ladies hugged his neck and one man had a piece of advice for him. He comes up to him and he says, now just do the best you can and everything's going to be all right. That was the worst bit of advice he could have ever received. It was a very deceptive outlook on things. Not that it was meant to do that to him, but that's what happened. He experienced a disaster from that bit of information with unreal expectations. Sometimes... It seems like that hedge of protection that we pray for is keeping those troubles inside rather than keeping them away from us. We all go through these troubles. We all lack in our lives. Those who are loving the Lord can expect some lacking in their situations daily in their life. We lack when we're obedient. It happens. We lack because of others. We go on to read here and and we learn some things about it. Here's a widow woman who is facing the fact that her and her son are about to take of one last very small meal and then get ready to die of starvation, of hunger, of thirst. Because a drought has come into the land. Because of a backslidden Israel. And this widow woman is not part of that backslidden Israel. But the consequences are falling on her because of Israel. You know, sometimes we make our own nest of burdens. But sometimes others will make our nest of burdens. It will happen from time to time. There have always been occasions that we did not start our lack. But at the same time, we can't stop it. There's nothing we can do about it. And then there's our time of lack when simply the bottom is falling out. If you look at verses 17 and 18, you see that her son, this widow's son, he became sick and then he's going to die. She had not joined Israel in their backsliding sliding which brought about the drought she has walked with the lord 
But now she finds herself weeping in a devastating situation over what we would call the too soon early passing of her son. Many saints sup with the Lord daily. We are surrendered to His duty. And yet, right in the midst of a walk like that, there's the surprise of devastation that can come into our lives. What do we do when the bottom falls out? Because it can happen to anyone, no matter where their life is with the Lord or not with the Lord, the bottom falls out. And we're caught up in a hurricane, if you will, and it hurts. It's unbearable. What do we do in a situation like that? Well, I'm glad that's not the end of what we get out of this story and that we stop right there left with that question because we have some hallelujah answers. We have many additions from the Lord. There are many avenues to our lacking in life that can happen. But then in verses 3 and 4, we start seeing many additions from the Lord. There's a past edition. I'm not saying edition like a new edition of a book. I can't pronounce the word well. So I'm saying addition, okay? And the Lord makes additions to you and I. Way before this drought ever took place, ever came about, God had planned to help Elijah with that thirst that he was going to have. Before his first steps he ever took in life, God had this provision down the road in line for Elijah that he would be satisfied of thirst. Jesus says, For your father knoweth what things ye have need of before ye ask him. And our father puts us in a lacking location in life many times to cause our need. God can cause our lack. God will cause our lack just so He can show us how He can fulfill it. Just so God can show you and I, I can meet your need. Past additions. He does it. The supply for our lack the Lord doesn't have to pick it up. The Lord doesn't have to go get it. Child of God, whatever you're lacking today, it's in God's hand. And if He hasn't released it into your life, it's for a good work that He is doing in His child. We learn to trust Him this way. We need to learn to trust Him. You, you understand what we're talking about when I say we need to lack by faith. Lacking by faith. And God cultivating patience into our lives. And God supplying that lack. We love Romans 8.28. We 
We love it and know it as a, a verse that is comforting, a verse that is uplifting, a verse that is helpful to you and I. It is a promise of God, but it can be a rough road down the experience of really knowing that promise and relying on that promise. It can be tough to get there, to really apply, believe, and stand on that promise. It says, and we know that all things work together for good to them who love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose. God's past additions, our lack fulfilled by Him. He has it already ready to give to us. Whatever the case, all things work together for good. When we are truly comforted by that promise, we're able to lack by faith. May we know as we lack that provision was made for you and I for our situation long, long ago, that God has it in place. There's not only a past addition, there's a present addition that we see in verse 6 where we see that Elijah was presently fed. God's not using ravens today to feed us as far as I know. I've never been fed by one. I've never had one provide for me, but in our lack, when we are supplied, God does it in such a way that we know that He did it, that it is He who has taken care of us. God supplies His people's needs. And what I'm about to say is, is not that we earn God's supplying of our needs, but there is a particular about it that we can't go without addressing because God does not have this blind, across-the-board, just meeting of needs for all of His children. God is no respecter of persons, but He is an inspector of purity. And in other words, you know, Philippians 4.19 says, My God shall supply all your need and mine according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. The truth about that matter is that if we are supplying a faithfulness to Him. He is supplying the needs of His people. Now I know that His grace spills over from some to others. It happens, but God wants His people to be faithful to Him. And there may be lack because He is doing a work in our lives that we would be faithful to Him. God does not welcome us to do things our way and then us to petition Him for just what we want that may not even be in need. You know, one preacher said it kind of bluntly. I'm going to go ahead and repeat him. And that is that we're not to expect God to bless our mess. 
God loves us deeply. He cares for us greatly. But He has a process. He has a work that He's doing in His children. And we would do well to follow His pattern. We are not earning God's blessings. We are not earning His provision. But God's provision, it is found down the path of His will. Where God provides is on the road that He has for us to be on. And He's doing a work in us to get us there. In the Bible here, Elijah did as the Lord said, and he was fed. He has a beautiful provision down the path of his will. He has past additions. He has present additions we're experiencing. And then he has promised additions that we see in verse 14. Elijah did what God told him to do. My friend Billy Blue says, I'm a fool for God. Whatever God says to do, I'm going to do it. Elijah went to this widow woman, this poor widow woman, with a last small portion for a meal. Can you imagine? I'm going to need you to share that with me. And he was strongly persuasive in this situation because he believed God. He not only persuaded her though, he promised that the Lord God was going to provide her with cake until the, end, until the rains came. With lacking all around her, God was going to provide for her. He went to her with persuasion, but he went to her with promise in a time of lacking. You never know what's going to happen. You never know what the Lord's going to do. But there are promised additions for you and I. Proverbs 27.1 says, Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. We don't know what tomorrow holds, but we know that we can trust in the promises of God. There are promised additions for you and I that He's given us in His Word. We can depend on the promises of God that He lives, that He lives within His children, that He is going to be with us that He doesn't abandon us, that through our difficulties He is doing something for our good and for His glory. He has gone to prepare a place for you and I in heaven. Talk about some preparations in advance. You have a place in, in, with God for eternity in heaven as His child. That is a promise that we have and know and that our lack is for a time. Our lack is going to take place through various ways and various conditions of our lives all to grow us by faith that we might be a people that would lack but by faith. What a, what a phrase, lacking by faith. We've looked at many avenues of lacking, 
We've looked at many additions from the Lord in our liking, but, but we must close with many applications of our life in a time of lacking, okay? To have the work done that God has planned to do in our time of lack, we must go when He calls. God called Elijah to go. And he went, he went to that brook that God sent him to. The Lord told him, get thee hence and go. We must go. We've got to move upon God's word to do what God has told us to do. If we find ourselves in a place of lack and we do the same thing over and over with no results, that equals insanity. If we're lacking, we must not sit and wait. We must go. And there's always somewhere for God's people to go, to do His will, to live for Him, to serve Him, to grow in faith, to be nourished in His Word. We must go when God calls. Another application from our life, we must do, though it's complicated, Elijah was to be supplied with his need, again I say, by a widow woman who had nothing for herself hardly, a last meal, and that's where he was to go. And God does not make everything clear along the way for us. We have to be obedient to His Word and trust in His guiding and leading and, and do, though it's complicated. We must trust He will come through. Elijah was strongly persuading this woman, but he was boldly promising that God was going to take care of her lack. That God would do what God promised He would do. We must believe His commitment. For Elijah to do that, the Lord said, For thus saith the Lord God of Israel. He spoke that to Elijah. And Elijah believed God's commitment that there would be endless cake. He was going to take a portion of that last meal before he and she were going to die, supposedly, and trust and believe that God was going to bring cake to her enough to last throughout that drought. Another application from our life, we must cry to the one who can. The widow's son now got sick and he died. And the Lord didn't give that guidance and instruction for this and that. He went and did everything the Lord said and now there's nothing he can do. I mean, Elijah, 
as far as I can tell, he had never seen a resurrection. He's never caused a resurrection. But he knew the one who could bring about a resurrection. He lacked in every way in this situation, but he knew that God could, so he cried unto the Lord. Our lack ends up showing us that God can supply our need. Let us know this in the midst of our lacking. God's doing a work in a perfect time just to show us, I can supply all your needs So let us not lack worrying. Let us not lack walking away from the things of God. Let us lack by faith. For those of you who already read the morning manna this morning, you have already read this. Oh, I hear what I said. You know what I mean. Some of you haven't read the morning manna this morning, so I'd like to read you something as we close. Pastor Stone wrote about a man and disastrous things happened concerning his estate and everything to do with what he had going on in life. And this man, in the midst of his great lacking, it's amazing how it went together, he wrote, They have not taken away my merry countenance, my cheerful spirit, and a good conscience. They have still left me with the providence of God and all His promises. My hopes of heaven and my charity to them too. And still I sleep and digest. I eat and I drink. I read and meditate. And he that hath so many causes of joy and so great should never choose to sit down upon his little handful of thorns. Oh, in our time of lack, consider God. Consider the mighty hand of God. Consider the generous hand of God. The good governing hand of God upon our lives, knowing that he can and knowing that he will meet the need in his time. Let us Lack by faith. Now concerning what we didn't talk about, lack of faith, there is a major lacking for someone here this morning most likely. And it's lack of a relationship with Jesus Christ. That, that's lack of having your sin de- debt paid for you. I mean, it's paid, but it's not personal in your life. There may be those who have sat here dozens and dozens of times thinking about a past religion, not even involved in it now, kind of thinking there's, there's something good enough going on there that, that I'm all right. There, there are others who may be saying to themselves in, in, in just a deception, I, I know I've believed, I'd, I don't have to, to do anything about this. And, and look, for a life 
not to be planted in God's church, put there by Him for a life that has not changed for no peace of a relationship with Jesus Christ. Do you have a relationship with Jesus Christ? There's the scurrying in the mind of some kind of religion maybe. But truth be known, but truth be made clear, to be honest with self, there is a lack of relationship with Jesus Christ. I just want to mention an addition that the Lord has made for you. Before you ever were a sinner, as in before you ever were born, the price has been paid for you through a wonderful Savior, Jesus Christ, who loves you. And it may be that He has brought you to this moment, this morning, as as everyone has been brought to a moment in their life when they have come to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Maybe that's you on this glorious morning. And you're coming to confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, to to receive Him, to know Him in a relationship, you realize this morning you have been lacking. You are not fulfilled with this salvation that God tells us about. It wasn't this preacher, but it was another preacher, and someone was sitting in God's house one day and said, I don't know what that man has, but I want it. A couple of days later, sitting in the church office, that man believed on the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior of his life. And he had what that man was talking about. He had what he saw that that they had. That's kind of the way things went for me. I looked around that church. I know I told a story a while back about how good I felt about myself because I was going to church. And I'm not contradicting myself. There was another side of it when things started going along and I realized I wasn't good. And I realized I needed what someone else had. And I saw Jesus in someone else. And I heard by the word of God that I'm a sinner and that Jesus Christ has died for all of my sins, and I believed in Him. I trusted Jesus, and I tell you what, it stuck. It stuck. I had family who thought it was a phase, but it it sticks when you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. It is dangerous to look back on on some profession of faith that was made or some kind of, of ordinance that you went through in religion and say, well, yeah, that, that's how I know I'm good. No, we must see evidence of it. We'll see evidence of it throughout our lives. And if you're here this morning and you realize that you have never believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, would you let Him save you this morning? If He has saved you in this service, would you just come forward and let us know? We're going to bow to the Lord in a word of prayer. And this is the time for all of us to respond to His word. Those awaiting baptism, as as we pray, you can be dismissed out the door to get ready and prepared for that. But maybe there's someone here this morning, and you know not the saving grace of Jesus. Would you trust Him today? Would you shout it? Go tell it on the mountain to God's people. Let us bow.
Father God in heaven, we do bow before your presence this morning. We thank you for a time in your word. We thank you, Lord, for truth. We thank you that what we can gather together and share, we can completely depend upon it. And Lord, help us in our daily lives by this word that we've shared. Lord God, I thank you that we can understand why things just don't seem smooth as children of God sometimes. While we might lack right in the middle of serving you and loving you and walking with you. Thank you for revealing through your word that we will go through times such as we've mentioned and that we can do it by faith because you have lined out and you have instructed us in our times of going without and we can trust you through those times and Lord God if there's someone lacking a relationship with Jesus if there's someone who is without peace and they're honest in their heart, and they're letting God, letting you speak to their heart this morning in a silent way and convicting them. Dear God, may they be saved today. For we pray all of these things in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.